Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to have a look at um, politics, political parties and leaders for a little bit here, and we're going to do it differently. Uh, Dan McTagg, Liberal Member of Parliament for 18 years, very effective Member of Parliament, and a very close ally of Paul Martin, when Mr. Martin was Prime Minister, also when he was Finance Minister, is with us, and Michelle Simpson, who is, of course, uh, most importantly, a member of our Beauties and the Beast panel. I know Michelle would agree with that. But she also had a period of time where she sat beside somebody in Parliament whose last name kind of escapes me here. What was his name, Michelle? Uh, That would be Trudeau. That would be Trudeau. That would be Justin Trudeau. How are you, Michelle? I'm just fine, Roy. Thanks for doing this. I, it's my pleasure. Yeah, whatever this is, I haven't explained it yet. <laughs> and Dan McTagg, it's always good talking to you, my friend. It's been we've known each other for decades. <laughs> we have, and it's good to hear from Michelle as well. So I hope we have a bit of fun. Yeah. So here I'm talking to two liberal MPs, and we're getting along. What the heck is wrong with the world? Former liberal MPs, former party members. What I'd like to do here is a couple of things, and you and you know what it is. I just want to remind the, the listeners. I want to have a look at, uh, have you have a look at, not me, you have a look at, tell us what you think is going to happen with the budget tomorrow, why they're going to do what they're going to do, whether it's going to d- drive a federal election, and how the stewardship of this country would have been handled by another liberal prime minister. And I'm just going to choose arbitrarily Paul Martin. Can we start with that exercise? And, 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 uh, and God, there's so many things we could talk about, Michelle, and, and, and I have a question for you about Mr. Trudeau as we get through this. But let's begin with you, Michelle. What do you expect in the budget? Do you think they are going to engineer a budget to create an election? Uh, I really think that somehow they're going to try. But what I, I'm really seeing is unprecedented spending in terms of like the likes of which we've never seen and what that would do is position him perfectly for a point where if the government topples he will have made promises and made absolute you know gazillions of dollars in spending so it's going to position him well if so, an election does, in fact, uh, come along. Although, uh, with this third wave of COVID, uh, you know, I just find it unbelievable. Yeah. Dan, how do you see this? I completely agree with Michelle. Uh, and I do so because I think that most of us, uh, the people I speak to, seem completely oblivious to the true implications of raising spending to levels that are both unprecedented and unsustainable. I say unprecedented because we've never seen a government incur this much, not just during this pandemic, but potentially the spending uh, requirement post-pandemic, $100 billion. Uh, we hear from the Liberal Convention, my goodness, it's changed since the days in which Michelle and I were there. It's a laundry list of how much to spend, and there's nothing that they have not found. Universal basic income to pharmacare uh, to tripling down, quadrupling down, on uh, punishing consumers with this woke green climate nonsense. And of course, we have to look at the, the reality that uh, we spent 105 to $115 billion well before the pandemic. We were in a recession before the pandemic, much of it uh, created by you know politics here in Canada, blocking pipelines, uh, allowing uh, protesters to pretty much run amok until, of course, the pandemic took place. I don't see a way out of this, and I think Canadians are completely chilled 
uh, and frozen by the idea that uh, the pandemic is it takes precedence and uh, if okay. the federal government wants to spend tens of billions of bucks. So, so how yeah. would a different prime minister have handled the current situation? Michelle, you were attracted to politics for, I've never asked you why you were attracted to politics, just run for, for parliament and become a highly effective member of parliament and extremely principled and ethics uh, driven for which you were punished severely for, for practicing ethical behavior. Um, well, who attracted you to, to, to politics, and how do you think Paul Martin would have run this situation? Well, actually, I would, I'd have to say uh, it was, and I go back to, I, I was interested in politics from the time of Lester Pearson. As a kid, I became interested. I've always enjoyed politics. But I do believe uh, that Paul Martin would have been, he, he really and truly, would have been more prudent in terms of the spending. Yes, it is a horrible time, and we've had to spend money. But as Dan pointed out, we were in debt before the pandemic hit, and basically the prime minister said, well, it's low interest rates, now is the time to borrow, 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 spend, spend, spend. And he said that. Yeah, he said this is the time. So I always thought that Mr. Martin, when he was, uh, I didn't get to serve under him as prime minister, but certainly as finance minister, I thought he did an outstanding job of trying to create some kind of balance. Okay. We've we've allotted 10 minutes to these segments. We should be longer, but we have allotted 10 minutes, which leaves us another two. Uh, Mr. McTague, you served with Paul Martin. You were a great uh, supporter of Mr. Martin, so he had a lot of admiration for you. How would he have handled the current situation? He wouldn't have allowed a debt before we went into this. He always wanted to keep a reserve. Uh, I think he would have probably toned down on the climate uh, taxation. Certainly would have moved to probably uh, suspend any increase in uh, MPs' pays uh, and not certainly increase carbon taxes and have a plan, really, for how to get out of this long term. So as opposed to finding new creative ways to spend, he would have found new creative ways to keep the economy in a situation where it can grow and leap out of this pandemic. Right now, uh, we're not just leaping, we're falling. And I, I completely agree with Michelle. It's, uh, it's a very different time. And I know we, it's been a few years since we've been there, but my goodness, uh, you know, the basics, the fundamentals don't change. We're in big trouble in this country. The last thing we need is more spending. Okay, very last question for, for each of you. How was Mr. Trudeau viewed when he was a member of caucus in the opposition days, when you had a caucus, I think, of about 30, yeah, it was about 34 MPs, 32 or 34 liberal MPs. How was he viewed by the other members in the uh, in the caucus? Was he a rising star, a heavyweight, Michelle? Well, I have never asked you this. Well, there were 75 of us, and... There were a number of MPs, and I, I'm not I'm not going to speak for Dan, that certainly thought that he was a lot of sizzle, no steak. Then there were members of caucus that would literally, because I sat beside him, almost kneel and kiss his ring when they walked into question period. Well, yeah. Michelle's right. Uh, look, and after the funeral, he got a lot of publicity. Uh, his father's funeral, a man who I worked for. Uh, but he wasn't the same. And I think many of us recognize those of us who had our, you know, our lineage going back to the days of Pierre Elliott Trudeau, like or not, on economics, we knew that uh, at least the men had a brain. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but uh, this kid uh, does not deserve to be the leader, nor should he be the leader of a country, uh, one of the G7s. And it's pretty clear that we're falling rapidly as a result. 
Okay. Well, I, I agree, Dan. I, I know you. neither of you is a fan of Mr. Trudeau, but I, I wanted to talk to you as former liberal MPs, and yeah. have, because you both knew Paul Martin, and, uh, and, and Dan, you worked with the man. And he, uh, he, he crossed a lot of lines, Paul Martin did. He didn't make it. There wasn't this sense of, well, this guy's red and we're blue. No. He, he was able to attract people from, from all different spectrums, it appeared. I, I genuinely liked him as well. Not that that matters. But. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.